Hey, you're listening to True Story Tent, where we share true personal stories from the Middle East. Abdullah Al Ma'wali here. It finally happened. We had a story night last Tuesday here in Muscat for the first time in 16 months. Yep, it's been that long. The last one we had before this was in New Year's 2021 when we thought that the pandemic was over. And surprise, surprise, it wasn't. I'm very happy to report that last Tuesday at the Oman Convention Center, over 75 of you showed up to a fully booked event to share and listen to stories. More stories were shared than we had time for and the energy was on point. A huge shout out to all our storytellers who bravely took on the stage to share their stories. You guys, you made the evening happen. You guys are amazing. Big thanks to Wahib Azajali and the rest of the team from the Oman Convention Center who offered us their space. It blew my mind to see True Story Tents posters plastered all over the convention screens. It felt really special. I just wish uh, Sabrina Al-Busaidi who designed the poster was in the country to see it herself. She literally arrived the day after. And also, big thanks to Fatin Azadjadi and the rest of the Red Bull Mobile team for supporting this event and playing a massive role in bringing it to life. Working with you guys was super fun. Also thanks to Rawia, Ibti and Aisha for making sure that all our guests had a pleasant experience. It was good, alhamdulillah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. Here is what I'll do on today's show. I'll play you two stories from last Tuesday. And on next week's show, I'll play you an additional two more stories. This week, we'll start with the younger ones. We got a story from Zahra, Beit Ishaq. And we'll end the show with a story from my brother, Hilal Talib. You can find more stories like these at our True Story Tent podcast, available on all podcast platforms. Are you a Justin Bieber fan? A believer? No? Neither am I. However, Zahra Beit Ishaq definitely is, and proudly, as you're about to find out in this story. So the story I'm sharing today is a story of how um, a 14 years old had her dream. Uh, so the story is back in 2012. I was, I just turned 14. You don't have to count, I'm 23 now, okay? <laughs> Some of you might know I'm like the biggest Justin Bieber fan. All right, so shout out to all the believers here. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are none, uh, but <laughs> good, that's good. You might call me like the biggest Justin Bieber fan like in the Middle East, and that would be just an understatement. So. I just turned 14, it was my birthday, and I had the best worst news ever, that Justin Bieber was coming to Dubai in 2013. And it was the best news ever because he was coming like four hours away from me, but it was the worst because I knew I couldn't go. So 
what I have done was the tickets were on sale. So I was like, I have to solve this problem because the tickets were running out. So I had to buy my ticket. So I got my birthday money. I took it from my family and I booked a ticket. I was like, this is tomorrow's problem. I have my ticket now. We, we solve one problem at a time. So I booked only one ticket. It was the standard ticket. And I was like, okay, we're gonna solve this problem. How am I going to Dubai? How am I gonna tell my, my parents that I'm just gonna go to Dubai for a concert? Just crazy, by the way. Months go, go by. It was close to the concert. So I was like, okay, I gotta, gotta admit to my parents that I have a one ticket to just a Bieber concert, which was sold out uh, by then. I made an agreement with my mother. So I was like, okay, I know you don't want me to go, but what if I got meeting your ticket? She's like, oh yeah, yeah, if you got meeting your ticket, yeah, I'll, I'll take you there. And I was like, okay. So what I've done was I participated in all the known Justin Bieber meet and greet tickets. I obviously didn't win the first. <laughs> I, I participated in the do. I didn't win. Uh, it is a lot. They also had a competition. Unfortunately, I didn't win. But I knew that as a, as a Justin Bieber fan, I knew that he has um, meet and greet tickets uh, given for free for each concert. So I was like, ah, how many people would know that? Only the true fans. So I was like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to win. <laughs> so the competition was basically just to ha take a picture of every Justin Bieber uh, like merchandise that you have. So back then, I was broke. I didn't have a lot of merchandise. So I just had a few things laying around, like his books, um, his CD that I was gifted, and like some few things. So my 14-year-old brain was like, OK, I have to like make it seem like it's a lot of things. Like, I don't have a lot of things. So what I went, I just printed out pictures of him. Literally, like, like imagine like a 14 years old going to a Mkhtiba and like, oh yeah, can I just go print? Um, <laughs> yeah, this is my cousin. <laughs> He's not my cousin. <laughs> so what I've done was I just took the pictures and I've placed it in my wall, okay? So I took a picture of that and I made a collage so it, it appears like it's a lot of things, even though it's like literally like five things. <laughs> So, and a lot of people who participated had like literally hundreds of merchandises. So I just collected that and I sent an email, a very, a very heartful email saying why I should just win. And it was like, I think five lines just saying I need to win. People saying, I was like, never say never, I have to. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so I was like, yeah. And then I sent it. So um, days go by and it was the day before the concert. I was like, okay, this is probably not gonna happen. I should probably just sell the ticket and get my money back because I'm pretty sure people were willing to buy it. So it was May 3rd, 2013, uh, 9 a.m. I was laying in bed. <laughs> I remember, I remember the day that changed my life. Okay, so I received an email from BieberFever.com, okay? <laughs> I swear that's a legit website, okay? <laughs> so they told me, okay, you have one meeting your ticket. I was like, I literally screamed so loud. I think the neighbors woke up. Like, I had to go to my sister. I'm like, she was sleeping, but I was like, I want that meeting your ticket. And she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, uh, the, the, the competition that I participated. Um, 
And then I was like, okay, now I got that part. So I went to my mom, I was like, yeah, I told you, I'm gonna win, like I told you, like, let's go now. <laughs> She's like, I didn't think you would win. Like she straight up told me, like, I, I didn't even plan that. I was like, oh, see, never say never. <laughs> so I, I had to do a lot of like tears and like crying and stuff to convince her. So I got two flights ticket to Dubai at the age of 14. And I went with my sister for one day. <laughs> and it was probably like the best day of my life, probably, because it really did change my perspective on like things. Because ever since then, I just, I, I always knew like whatever I set my mind on, I was gonna get it because I was like, how can a 14 years old from Oman, like me, Justin Bieber, like that doesn't even make sense to me now. Like sometimes I feel like, what was I thinking? What was I, what was I eating back then? Because that's just not normal. <laughs> so like, yeah, the moral of the story is never say never, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That was Zahra Beit Ishaq. When I spoke to her about airing the story, she told me that she has another cool story about how she played a role in getting hashtag Oman wants Bieber to the number one spot in the trending page on Twitter. Perhaps she'll share that story at a future gathering. Up next, we got a story from my 18-year-old brother, Hilal. Hello, how's everyone's evening going? Hi, yeah. Okay, so I got pretty big shoes to fill compared to the last guy that was before me. A very inspirational story, really, really moving story. I'm not gonna tell you one of that. Okay, um, so my story starts, it was the fourth grade. It was Islamic class and the teacher was gone. We had a substitute, she was a lovely substitute. She never really ever gave us anything. She was one of those teachers who would just sit in the corner and you do whatever the hell you want. You know, one of those cool teachers, everybody loves her, right? So I was bored, I was sitting there with my best friend at the time and I was bored. And I was like, yo, wanna see something cool? I had a 50 base of coin. I looked at him in the, dead in the eye, I looked him in the eye and I said, I'm gonna make this coin disappear. Now, now the plan was, the plan was, I fake throwing the coin into my mouth and pretend like it did not, like it disappeared when it really was in my hand. I forgot one thing. I was not actually supposed to throw the coin. So I basically opened my mouth, did this, Kobe the coin deep down into my throat and my facial expression goes from a smiling one to just <laughs> Muhammad <laughs> Muhammad <laughs> I, I, I just stood up I didn't say anything I just said his name twice I stood up miss <laughs> I swallowed the coin she, she looked at me she was, on her phone. she was on her phone right she looked at me she was like what I'm gonna die. <laughs> but I was terrified, okay? I was mortified, I did not know what to do. She grabbed my hand, she rushed me down to the nurse, and the nurse takes me straight to the principal office. God bless her heart, I forgot her name, but the, princi the principal at the time, she was lovely. She, she, didn't, she didn't hesitate, she, told, she called the teacher in immediately, told him to take me to the hospital, right? Uh, I make it to the hospital, and they put me to the ER, they, they put that thingy, you know that thingy on? Yeah, they put that thing on, and and first thing that I, comes to my mind, first thing that comes racing into my mind is, that, uh, is just that, God, if this is how I die, <laughs> why? And I remember, right, uh, I was in so much pain, and like I was slipping in and out of consciousness in that bed, 
uh, this is gonna be disgusting, but I was vomiting a lot. I, I kept count, but I was like, let's see if we can break my record, because last time was five times. 16. This was 16 times, the total at the end of it. One thing is, one thing I remember is that despite me slipping in and out of consciousness, my mom was the person that stood by me throughout the entire thing. She was so scared, her hands were shaking, and honestly, despite seeing the fear in her face and the, the, how terrified she was, she put in a strong front. She put in a very strong front. She tried to comfort me. She forced me to read the Quran even though I couldn't remember a single surah. <laughs> I, I, I was too bitter at God. I was like, this is how you're gonna make me die? After all that I did, all the, all the, all the Islamic lessons, all the crying, trying to remember surahs, this is how I die? Well, I was bitter, I was very bitter. But mama, she stood strong. She read me Quran and everything. My aunt also came. I believe my aunt over here, Auntie Nadia, also came to the hospital too. Uh, my sister also knew about it, my brother too. Um, it was, everybody was scared, everybody was really scared. Some of them, like my brother for example, was laughing. <laughs> Why, that was, uh, while I was. That shut up, shut up, shut up, <laughs> I'm not having that. I was, I was looking at death's door. My light was flashing right before my, I didn't even get my license yet. I was scared. I was, uh, right, okay. Um, my aunt, Aunt Fatma, um, she drove me and my mom back home. And at that night, my mom was so insistent on me sleeping with her. She cried that night. She cried a lot. Um, she kept hugging me. She kept saying how grateful that she has me in her life. And to, the, to this day, this is the most sincere and the most vulnerable I've ever seen my mom. Until that day passed and she continued making fun of me. The whole family knew. Every single person of my family in this room made fun of me for that event to this day. And honestly, it's a story, it's a day to remember. It's a day to remember and I'm very grateful that it happened. Moral of the story is don't swallow a 50 basic coin to entertain your best friend. Don't ever do it, it's not worth it. It's not worth the pain, I promise you. Anyways, that's all I had, thank you, thank you. <laughs> My mom came back so worried. Do you know what your brother did? You know what he did? He swallowed the coin. I'm like, why? He was doing a magic trick. <laughs> like, what was the trick? He wanted to make the coin disappear. He succeeded. <laughs> That's all we got for you this week. But like I said earlier, we will be playing more stories from last Tuesday's event next week if you enjoyed this show we got more stories at our true story 10 podcast available on spotify and all other podcast platforms shout out to red bull mobile the arman convention and exhibition center and arman fm for helping us make this happen you can follow their instagram accounts at red bull mobile om at omanfm.om and at arman convention the show was hosted and produced by me, Abdullah Al-Ma'wali, at Wandering Brown Guy. Catch you all on the next one. <laughs>